Hi, I'm Nicole Ball. And I'm Amy Kamsa. We're proud to sponsor Rocky Shepherd's Rye Rangers podcast. As part of the Rye Rangers family, we know how the ice can feel like your second home. When you're ready to buy or sell your home off ice, give us a call and we'll give you top shelf service. Hey there, Coach Rocky here, talking about all things rye hockey. Uh, today, I am pleased to have as my uh, guest, uh, Eric Nates of Euro Hockey. Eric? Hey, how are you? How you doing, man? Thanks for uh, being with us today. Pretty good. Glad to be here. Um, Eric, for many of our <laughs> listeners, we know about your program, but we don't know that much about you. Can you give us some background on where you grew up and, and where you and, uh, you know, where and when you started playing hockey? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in uh, White Plains, New York. Uh, so I'm a local kid. Uh, I didn't start playing hockey till I was uh, eight years old, uh, which is late for uh, these days. Uh, most kids started four or five years old. So I started about eight years old, uh, got into it, uh, believe it or not, up at uh, the Harvey Rink up in Katona. Uh, started playing with the uh, Hickory Hill Light program up there. Uh, there wasn't much going around here these uh, that those those time of day. So was, uh, we uh, started up there, and from there uh, – Wound up a year later uh, playing squirt hockey up at uh, Ramapo, uh, up at the uh, suffering the suffering the squirt Ram Ramapo yeah. Saints. Yeah, Ramapo Saints. So I was with the Ramapo Saints from uh, squirts through uh, midgets playing double uh, A hockey there, and then it eventually turned to triple A hockey, which is you know equivalent to what it is you know now. There wasn't many programs, as many programs though, um, when I was growing up there. Uh, in the area that that was playing at those levels, but yeah, and that's where I you know played for a good you know good amount of my uh, youth career. And then as a midget, uh, I was then recruited to go out to uh, the New York Apple Corps, uh, playing their junior program for uh, two years while I was in uh, junior and senior year in high school. Um, and that's where I got recruited to play at uh, Iona College. But uh, the Apple Corps was a big step. Um, it was a collection of pretty much uh, better players from Westchester and Long Island area. Uh, there wasn't many junior programs. When I was growing up, uh, not like there is now. Uh, now there's one every you know rink uh, there. You know, in, in those days, it was a collection of probably just the uh, you know top players in, in the in the Westchester and Long Island area, and it was grouped together. And it, it worked out uh, really well. Uh, played with some you know really high end players there. Uh, a lot of I would say out of the kids that played on our team um, <clears throat> in my two years. Uh, there was, you know, 30 kids on the roster between the two years. I want to say probably about 20 of them were Division One players, and then the other 10 were, you know, probably Division Three players. So, at the end of the day, it was it was really the only uh, kind of outlet I say for a kid around here. Whereas nowadays, uh, it shows the growth of hockey. I mean, there's so many outlets for these kids. Um, so, you know, it's really tremendous. It's great to see for the sport. Um, but you know, my my path was, uh, you know, that I went from, like I said, from the Rambo Saints to the Apple Corps, and then. Uh, you know, and college, and, and then here I am now. So. Yeah, what, what a great career you've had. Um, so what are your earliest uh, memories of uh, being coached as an eight-year-old? Um, and do you have any uh, coaching mentors that you've learned from over the years? Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, it's a, it's a funny question. Uh, I might answer this a little differently than you expected. Because um, to me, uh, a coach... Uh, especially now as I've learned it, doing it for the last 15 years with my own business. To me, a coach, I, I believe, should be more of a teacher, right? And, and I, I think they're somewhat synonymous as, as far as a, a coach is not just out there to win hockey games, right? They're out there to develop pl hockey players, develop individuals, de develop 
uh, human beings, right? So to me, I would say my biggest coach and mentor in, in my career and my life would be my, would be my father. Oh, um, that's great. He didn't coach me in hockey, but he coached me in life and he taught me uh, what it was to, you know, work hard, what it was to you know, respect the game, what it was to respect your, you know, your, your coaches. And, you know, it, it might be different nowadays because you hear about, oh, it's a coach's fault, it's this, it's that. You know, when, when I was growing up, you know, and a lot of us, you know, more back in the day, I don't think grew up that way where it was, it was, it wasn't the coach's fault. It was Eddie, just go out there and work harder. It was deal with adversity, learn how to deal with it, learn how to fight through it. And, and that's why when you ask me that question, I, I kind of look at it and say, you know what, I learned more from that in life than any of the other coaches I had in hockey. And I had some great coaches in hockey and, and some of the coaches in hockey also preached that. But when I look back and say, you know, and look at my father, the way he always said, Hey, you got to work hard. You got to work through it. Because every player in any sport is always going to deal with some type of adversity, whether you're, you know, a top player, which, which again, in this little area, I was. But eventually you go outside and you're faced with, you know, hey, you were a first line guy, now you're a third line guy, now you're a fourth line guy. Well, how do you deal with that? Well, my coach, my father would say, hey, what do you do? You work harder. You work harder. You get down there, you work harder, you keep going. And, and, I, and again, and I think, you know, that question, you know, here's a guy that never coached me on the ice. You know, it was just more about that and the way he coached me in life. And, and and he taught me how to be an athlete as opposed to be a hockey player and how to be, you know, how to be a competitor. Um, and it's like that in life, too, with, you know, whatever you're doing in business or whatever you're doing in your job or wherever you are. I, I feel like, you know, that's why when, when you say, who was my coaching mentor? I'd say, it was, you know, be my father. Really, and he never had a whistle. He never had, you know, anything, uh, you know, besides maybe the fact of at home, you know, when I was stick handling in the basement, he'd be, you know, a golf ball stick handling. He'd, go to the top of the basement and open the door, just shut the light. And then he would say, what happened? I don't hear it anymore because I would lose it. He would teach me, hey, learn to stick handle with your head up. In the dark. Yeah, stick handle <laughs> in the dark. You learn to feel great. the ball. You learn to feel the puck. You learn to make plays out there. But, but yeah, so that was probably the only hockey. You know, he knew hockey and he knew the game. And, but again, he was never my hockey coach. But I, I, you know, I, I credit a lot to you know, my uh, you know, athletic success and even my business success to, um, to my father for, for, for teaching me you know, those ways and, and, and don't look for an excuse. Don't look for, you know, it, it'd be, you know, just work your, work your way through things. And, and, and again, I credit a lot to him. Yeah. That being said, I did, uh, you know, also have some great hockey coaches along the way, um, you know, that taught me other things, different things about the game. I mean, uh, especially when we were growing up, it wasn't a, as skilled of a game as it was now. Uh, it, it was, but it also had an element of uh, grit and toughness a little more. Not that these, guys that are playing now are, are not, but it was a little more clutch and grab. And, and, uh, you know, me as a, a five foot six guy, um, growing up, I was, I was a skilled guy, um, you know, uh, spent a lot of time, uh, skating and, and, and doing skating clinics and doing power skating and, and doing this as a young, as a youngster, you know, when I say a youngster between, you know, nine and, and, and 15 years old. Um, cause my, you know, again, my coach, my father thought that was the most important part of the game. He said, look, if you're not gonna be a big guy, you're gonna be able to skate. Um, and that's another thing, I would say he would also push me through where, and you know it as well as I see it now and what I do, we do power skating. Kids sometimes come to the rink. They don't love that. They, they see the Eric Nates guys and, oh, man, it's going to be hard. Like, well, well, if it's going to be hard, what does that mean? It's probably going to make you better. So, you know, that was a message my father always used to tell me. Like, hey, okay, that's hard. Well, guess what? It's going to make you better. Like, keep going through it. Keep going through it. So, you know, and I, I, I spent a lot of time on the skills and, and again, had had that you know that did was a big part of my game um but i do remember you know there was one coach i did have uh right about peewee year um 
old time Canadian guy. The guy's name was Don Wood, and I'll mention him because I respect what he did for my uh, you know my career. He turned turned my game a little bit um, uh, tougher, grittier, um, you know, however you want to put it. But he really taught me that there was another side of the game that I knew was there, but he made me play that way and made me play with a chip on my shoulder, you know, made me play with a little mean streak, which you need, you know, as much as you want to say, Hey, God, have fun. It's night. You know, when you get in between the glass, you got to play with a little bit of a chip. And, and again, especially being five foot six or five foot seven, I'll, I'll call it five seven. Just so I get it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he really taught me that. And the guy, you know, Don Wood did a, you know, really, uh, just brought another element, you know, to my game where it, it uh, you know, it really changed things, especially as I got older and older and, you know, trying to survive and, you know, in college, you know, in juniors in college, as you get older and you're playing against guys that are now six, four, how do you do it? Well, there's gotta be, you know, there's gotta be a chip on your shoulder. And, uh, and again, he, he put that, you know, instilled that in me. And I, you know, I thought, you know, uh, the other two guys I would mention that were, you know, taught me a lot about the game where, uh, where I played uh, with them in Long Island uh, for a bit, um, you know, especially in the spring, summer, you know, tournament teams and whatnot. Uh, John Tonelli, who know, you know, was a short calendar, you know, he had, had some good stuff, you know, that he taught me. Again, he, he was a guy that played the game at a high level, and uh, just I learned a lot from him, just systematically, really, about the game and understanding power plays. And, and another guy I would mention while I was at the Abacore, uh, you know, I was with Henry Lazar, but one of his, you know, and Henry, Henry was great, he was great, uh, you know, pulling together a lot of good good players. Uh, but one of his assistant coaches was a guy, right, Rich Hansen, who also played with Rich. Yeah, sure. So Rich Hansen was, you know, so I played with his son uh, at Abacore. Okay. And uh, played against him while he was at Mercyhurst, while I was at Iona as well. But so, you know, his father coached, you know, one of the years out there with us. And, and man, did these guys just have a lot to offer. And, and I, I learned a lot. And that's and that's the one thing, I'll, I'll, you know, another thing I'll say about coaches, these young kids out there, and even these, you know, whoever's listening or whatever. But every coach, you know, that I've had, uh, there's something to take from it, I think. You know, whether you could sit there and at the end of the year you review and say, ah, I didn't really. Well, there's always something. You can find something. I feel like there's a positive in those things to find something that, uh, you know, a coach coach has given you or taught you and you know and that's why i always think it's good to you know there there needs to be some consistency with coaching you know and it's good but there's also a good thing for to branch out and go play for somebody else hear a different voice and, and and learn some different things and different different looks um and i say that with my you know with my power skating you know i, I we know what we do um we know we do it well but when people tell me oh, i'm going to try this camp that's great, mm-hmm. you know, because you know what? They may hit on something that we don't or, you know, but um, I, I always think it's good for, for kids and, you know, along the way to you know, hear some different voices and some different ideas and different ways of doing things. Um, and I, you know, I look at, you know, the coaches um, that I've had, you know, I mentioned some some guys that really played a role, but, you know, there was plenty also other coaches that, you know, hit me with certain little things that, you know, you sit there and you're like, wow, that was, you know, and, and again, I always, you know, say to all players, like, be open to that. Be open to to learning, you know, from the coaches and see what they have to say because, you know, some of them might hit something that works for you and it might not work for this guy. But, um, you know, again, I, a lot of the coaches I played for, um, you know, taught me taught me a lot. You know, well, it sounds like you had a great bunch of coaches there. And uh, how about a shout out to all the dads out there, that, <laughs> absolutely, you know, that absolutely. Uh, who don't didn't play the game but are being supportive behind the scenes. Um, Eric, the, the other Eric in our program, Eric Bomber, yep. uh, the current president of the Rye Rangers has talked about the unprecedented growth of the Rye Rangers. And he gives you a lot of credit. Today we have, for example, over 175 mites. And that statistic is amazing. How do you do it? What is your secret 
to to attract that many young kids at that young age? I mean, I, I mean, for first of all, you know, I, I know he mentions that he gives me a lot of credit. Well, I mean, I mean, I would give the Rye Rangers organization a lot of credit and what you know what they do from the top on down with uh, you know Bomber and you know and, and, and Rob Brown and, and you know Steve Ketchabout, Sharon Ketchabout. I mean, they do a, a phenomenal job, uh, you know, from the top on down. Uh, you know, getting the community involved and 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 creating it, you know, making it a fun experience for these kids. Um, you know, Jay Altmaier with the you know, with the young guys, it does a great job. and keeps things organized and keeps it fun, keeps it upbeat. Um, so you know, again, for the you know for the Rye Rangers, I, I would say that you know it, it's 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 more them than 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 me. Um, you know, we're involved, and you know, again, I, I appreciate the Brommer gives you the credit and and some of the credit or whatever, but. Uh, <clears throat> What we do, um, we try to do exactly, you know, feed off of exactly what the organization is doing, where, the, where they do things with a ton of energy and a ton of passion. Um, you know, that's more, we bring that passion to the ice. We bring that, we want that around the kids. Um, we truly love the game. And when I say we, it's my staff. And, I, and again, I'm only as good as my staff as well. Like, you know, you know, Tim Turnbull, who's my VP of operations, you know, my two directors, Rob Molinaro and Mike Cambria, um, you know, they do a tremendous job. And then, and then everybody underneath to all my other instructors there. They're very energetic, very passionate. Um, they, they have a lot of knowledge. They teach. They're, they're there to teach. They're not there to hang out. Um, you know, and, and we preach that from the top on down, you know, uh, you know, from myself on through my guys. You know, I say I let them know, like, hey, guys, we're here. We're here to be involved. We're here to talk to the kids. We're here to, you know, make sure they get their reps, make sure they're either they're, they're they have, you know, they're loving this game, um, especially at the, at the, the youngster level, at the, at the six, seven, eight. You know, they have to learn to love the game. Uh, that being said. We spend a lot of time on skating. So how do you do that, right? How do you make them love the game, but still make sure they're getting their edge work and their balance and their foundation? You know, you have to do it in different ways. Um, and sometimes you have to let them know straight up and say, look, the game will be more fun if you're balanced, if you have edge work. And if, if you have this foundation, you're going to have a lot more fun playing this game. You know, so sometimes you have to do that. You know, and again, every the other thing we're very good at um, is understanding that if there's 175 mics, that there's 175 different personalities. And <clears throat> although you talk to the group sometimes, sometimes you have to, you know, dial in on a certain child that's not um, buying into what you're saying or whatnot. And you have to figure out a way. And, and, and again, that's the, I would say that's more so the secret and the magic is, is again, we're passionate about what we do and we know what we're doing, um, but we, we, we relate to the kids in, in a way that, hey, you know, again, we're trying to say, hey, look, here, here's what we're doing. You got to buy in. If you're going to buy in, we're going to figure out a way we're going to buy in. We're going to make it funner than we're going to make it more fun to, you know, make you buy in, but you're going to get the work in. And, and again, what happens is, is the funny thing that I see is not just with the Rye Rangers, but we've been doing this, the Rye Rangers, for a couple of years now, four or five years with this, with the skill development, you know, incorporated into the program. Some of the kids that had us at, you know, start, they didn't love us. Two or three years later, they get better. And all of a sudden, oh, those blue guys aren't so bad, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 again, because they see it's like anything. When you put hard work in, and then you see a result, you love it. How do you not? I mean, it's you know, again, hard work. You put that hard work in, it becomes fun because why? It's working. You know, like all of a sudden you can do a tight turn and a crossover, and and you know, even though you did it fifty times on a Tuesday, well, you got it now. Right. And there's that that joy and that excitement from the kid when you see him, when you see him or her do it. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the, uh, the the best age for a young player to one learn to skate and two to start the game of ice hockey? Uh, <clears throat> I think. Uh, I mean, 
look, I mean, kids are starting everything uh, these days at a young age, right? You have all these kids that are, you know, starting. And next thing you know, at seven years old, they're everybody in town is saying, oh, man, they're going to the NHL. They're going to, you know, they're going to be, a, you know. So you got you, you to gotta keep things in perspective. You know, I, I'd say the right age is when the kid is ready um, to start skating. But, I, you know, right now, on an average age, I would say right around five, six years old, you know, get them on the ice if they're showing interest um, and let them just skate around. Let them feel the ice. Let them see if they see if they even like that. Because if they don't like that, they're not going to like hockey. Too. For a year. Let them do that for let, a year. Let them do that for, for a year. A season. And, yeah, exactly. Learn to skate. Feel it. And again, if they're showing that excitement, and, uh, and then you put a stick in their hand. And let's say, okay, here we go. Right. And then if they, you know, if they really want to start to play hockey, you know, I think the, the start to play hockey age is more when they're ready. When they're mature enough to say, hey, look, I want to really try this. But, you know, I, Again, with the way the programs run these days, and with you know, with the the ADM and, and whatnot, I don't really think there's a wrong age to start. You know, even if it's late, if it's you know, even though eight and nine years old these days is late, um, you know, there's plenty of ice time to catch up. So, um, you know, I think uh, starting young is a good thing. Starting late is fine. It's really when the if, you know if the athlete's not ready, he's not going to perform. Um, so that said, what, you know, what is your uh, position on year-round hockey for young kids and playing hockey only? versus playing football, lacrosse, basketball, soccer, whatever? Okay. Well, year-round hockey, uh, I, I agree with it. It, it happens. It, it's going on. And, and again, it, it's um, – do I think kids need breaks at times? For sure. Um, you know, people talk about burnout. Oh, they're going to burn out. Gonna burn. Well, if the kid loves it, he's not going to burn out if he's doing it as much as he wants to do it. You know, it's more so when he's forced to do it by the parents or – you know, hey, oh, you got to do this because, you know, Joey and, and, and Anthony are doing it. Well, you know, do I, if I, if I don't want to do it, you know, it's, do I have to do spring hockey? So I, I think year-round hockey is, is okay. Um, what I don't think it's okay is if you eliminate all the other sports. So if you can handle on your plate year-round hockey with baseball, cross, basketball, football, if you can handle it all on top of it, why not? I did it as a kid. I mean, I think a lot of Parents nowadays did that as kids where they were running from one thing to the other. Um, the problem is, you know, yeah, the industries have changed and everything's, everything's year-round. Baseball's year-round. You know, golf is year-round. So it, it, I, don't, I don't disagree with um, year-round hockey, but I do disagree with uh, a 9- and 10-year-old just being a hockey player because uh, I think all the other sports definitely help hockey just as hockey helps soccer, you know, and soccer helps, you know, basketball. I, th I think it all does, and, and I think there, there needs to be more of kids playing multiple sports just to increase their, you know, overall balance, hand-eye coordination, um, you know, an idea uh, uh, of sports and being an athlete. I say that a lot, by the way, at my yeah. clinics and camps, you know, as being an athlete, not just a hockey player. Right. Um, Great answer. Great answer. So. Um, Eric, I've seen uh, in your career here, you've worked with some really great players. I mean, Kevin Shattenkirk is up on your website, and I know you you work with him, and he's, you're friendly with him, and you continue to work with him. Um, how many of these NHLers do you actually keep in touch with, and are there others that, that we don't know about that that uh, you work with? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, I've been doing this for you know 15 years now. So as 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 I've been doing this, uh, you know, there's been some great players that have attended our camps, and some you know some more than others, and, and whatnot. Um, you know, and, and Shatty, you know, is a uh, a good family friend of mine, uh, you know, I grew up with his oldest brother, Eric, and, uh, you know, Eric and I are still, you know, great friends, uh, you know, one of my best friends. And um, when I started my business, uh, Kevin started working with me a little bit, um, doing some work, and, you know, he was about 12, 13 years old. Um, and then he 
every summer from there on out. He was, uh, he worked as an instructor, you know, at my school and, and that was right up through BU. And, you know, again, he was a special player, um, you know, and, and again, he had a gift as well, you know, uh, so it's not just what he did here. It's what he did everywhere. Um, and all these players, I mean, there's other players um, that are now in the NHL or on their way. Um, you know, Charlie McAvoy with the Bruins. Uh, he did a lot of our stuff out Long Island. Great kid, great player. Um, you know, and both him and Shaddy are very similar is that, you know, when they were youngsters, they were, they were good. You would, you know, you knew they were good and you knew they had something special. You wouldn't have been like, wow, you know, like, but they were good. And then they just blossomed and kept, kept going and, and, and whatnot. And, and, uh, they really, and they turned into what they are now. I mean, look, look at these guys, but, um, you know, there's definitely other guys as Steven Santini at a, at a Brewster. Sure. Um, you know, he did a lot of our stuff up in, up, at, you know, up at the Brewster Ice Arena. Um, I'm, you know, I'm friendly with his father, mm-hmm. um, you know, Steve Senior, and he's, uh, you know, great guy. And again, young Steven was mature beyond his years. Um, when he did our camps, he always came. He came with the right mindset and worked hard. And uh, you know, it was a pleasure to coach him. Uh, other guys from up there, you know, Chad Chris, who's uh, he was a second round pick uh, a couple of years ago uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks, um, and he's at now at BU. Um, again, another great player, another kid that came to the rink and and showed up ready to play. Um, you know. All these kids had something special, but they also had the work ethic to get where they're at. Um, two youngsters now that that are you know playing with the U.S. Uh, uh, U18 national uh, development program. They're out there. Dominic Fensori, uh, Marshall Warren. Uh, these guys, I mean, still skate with us. You know, in the summer. You know, Dominic Fensori. Every time he's home, you know, he's a local kid. He's from uh, Thornwood. Every time he's home, he's looking to skate and looking to just improve his game. Um, you know, and, and these are the type of players that again, you know, they're special players. They worked with us, um, but. You know, at the same time, uh, you know, they put in their work, they put in their time. And, and again, it's it's special to, uh, you know, be a part of it. Um, it's special to just watch them, you know, move on. Well, you have to be so proud of that, uh, Eric. Congrats. Um, so, Eric, with regard to your business, um, what do you see in the future? You know, how big can you, how big can Eric Nate's Euro hockey become? You're in New York, you're in New Jersey, you're in other borders. Yeah, so we're, I saw you're in North Carolina. Yeah, so we're there, we're there, we're, we're in NC. Uh, we've been going to NC for a while. So we're, we're as far west. We go to Texas. Uh, we do a week out there. Um, so we do a week out there every summer. We do, uh, you know, a couple weeks down in, uh, in Georgia. Uh, we do a couple weeks in South Carolina, a couple weeks in North Carolina. Um, you know, and then, and then the majority of the other stuff is, is the tri-state area. Um, you're, you know, just because, just again, that's we're here. It's, it's easier to to kind of be there. But when you ask how big uh, we can get, I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. We could get bigger if we wanted to, but I, but I will not do it and sacrifice the product. Um, so we're going to get as, as big as we can handle as, as staff and make sure that what the product we're putting out on the ice is relaying the same message that is going on right now. Um, so we won't just get bigger to, you know, to do it. it right. It's going to be more, you know, I'm, I'm a big, uh, I'm big on my, you know, staff being prepared and, and knowing what they're doing and, and, and making sure they, you know, maximize the ice time that we're out there. So, you know, everybody wants to get bigger, but uh, you know, sometimes I think sometimes if you, if you have something that's the right size and it's working, stick with it. Yes, exactly. So, so uh, with the name Euro in, in, the, in the title of your company, would we ever expect you to have a presence overseas? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, you never know. I mean, unless I was invited to go there. Well, um, you did get an invite recently from Iceland. <laughs> I did. So that's uh, that's that's an option. And if I, if I do hear from them, maybe that's uh, an opportunity to do. I I know the Rye Rangers had a had a great thing going with them, and uh, I know the the families enjoyed that. Um, and when they were in town, uh, it was great to skate with those uh, 
those players from there. Um, and you know, their, their, their families were, were, were awesome as well. But so again, if that, uh, if that comes, uh, comes about, you know, maybe that's, uh, that's a ship I have to jump on. That's good. That's so, good. Hey, Eric, this this has been terrific. And uh, I've had again, a lot of fun. Lot yeah, of fun. Hats off to you. And uh, on behalf of the Rye Rangers and all the parents and the kids, thank you very, very much. Yeah. Um, I, I always like to uh, conclude the, uh, the weekly podcast with a question. Um, what fun fact would you like to share with our audience today that might be a surprise to them? Hmm. All right. I got two of these for you. Oh, good. All right. The first one is uh, the movie Miracle. The movie Miracle. Uh, I actually made it uh, right right before the final cut as one of the uh, – I auditioned for it when oh. I was 23 years old. Uh, I was just out of college. I was working up in Boston and you know, right, right before I started my company. And uh, I auditioned for it. I went through a couple cuts. Um, what player were you going to be? Uh, they were just testing for all the players. Okay. And, and so I was just uh, – I auditioned for a player, and one you know one of one of the things I did in the uh, in the audition was I you know I jumped up on a chair and I uh, gave it the old uh, Ruzioni and I waved everybody up and uh, I guess it didn't work because uh, <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't but get it worked in the movie. I didn't get I didn't get the call to LA, but uh, that's that's one I guess. And then the other uh, fun fact, which uh, I guess I should t- put it out there to everybody because I'm only five six five seven. Um, when I was uh, Junior in high school, playing in the Empire State Games, I separated Brooks Orpic shoulder. I don't know if we just ran into each other or what it was, but uh, it's a little claim to fame, right? I mean, he's yeah, six four monster in the NHL, and and, you, five, and you knocked him out. I, I, I just for the game, yeah. He went <laughs> hunched over and he had a separated shoulder for the rest of the tournament. So uh, have you ever? I think seen I was trying to chip and go and get around him, but have you ever seen him since? Uh, I saw him at the tournament there, and he said he goes, "I don't think you're gonna hit me." <laughs> but he'll never forget hey, it. Hey, it's low center of gravity. So it's good. It was a lot of fun. Love it. Yeah, so I figured I'd put that on. Those are two great answers. Eric, terrific. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thank you. All right. Good job. Ah!